right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, well. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. All right, welcome back to the D323 Library Podcast. My name's Amy, and we are here talking about um, 2019, mm-hmm. wrap up of 2019. We are at the end of December, and a decade is now over. And not only that, but student choice in uh, relation to what the end of a decade means to all of us uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to book choice and, and what we're reading. So my name, Amy, uh, if you guys are just joining us for the first time, uh, make sure you guys go back and check out the first couple of episodes of the season and then all of season one if you really, truly uh, want to get the essence of what the podcast is. I'm here with a new guest today, uh, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Okay, well, I'm Ramike, um, and I'm a senior in high school about to go to college and start life outside of, you know, the four walls of the four- yeah, <laughs> the little box that yeah. we put you guys in. Uh, it's so um, it's so funny when you guys get ready uh, to graduate. Just that very in the term of books, it, mm-hmm. getting closing that one chapter and opening, or you could close that book mm-hmm. and then open the new book. It's of a what whole college book. You. It's a whole new oh, book no. because it's so you have to fill the book with all the things. Yeah. You have a high school and then you have a college. And yeah. if we could um, really novelize those things, I think yeah. those would be really interesting and all so very different. Yeah. Uh, even though we all come from the same place, um, everybody's experiences are super different, including book choices. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're here today. We're going to talk about, um, lastly, the book choice um, to finish up our little series on book choice, but we also want to close out 2019 pretty strong talking about our books that we've read for mm-hmm. 2019. Um, but before we do that, I want to know about your change of book choices over the last decade, because you went from elementary school mm-hmm. all the way up through high school, getting ready to go mm-hmm. to college. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. So I think, um, well, for me, I started out reading like classics and the Anne of Green Gables and the little women learning about like the March sisters and things like that. And then in middle school, you sort of transition into, um, like Louis, what's his name? Louis Sacker and like holes. You read some of those. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then from there, I feel like from the holes category, you go into like the maze runner and like, like middle school fantasy Uh um and that sort of bridges you into YA and reading about like teenagers and people in high school and like high school fantasy um and people that are just a little bit older so it's sort of like a change of genres because you start with classics because nothing really happens in classics they're just like they're young and they're happy and they're wearing like bonnets and it's it's old (laughs) Um, yeah like the old (laughs) kinds of like the little women's and then you go into like fantasy and more um, like cont- not contemporary, but I mean, because it's oh, it's not real; it's yeah. fiction. But it's um, yeah, like people that are more your age. And then I now all I read is mainly, mainly, mainly right. what mainly, mainly. fantasy. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where where do you think you transition from your Anna Green Gables? So like your picture mm-hmm. books, like the stuff that your parents mm-hmm. used to read you to your elementary Anna Green Gables, and we'll talk about that in a minute because I want to come back to that mm-hmm. to your fantasy like where did that happen like how did you find yourself in like the maze runner category saying to yourself like wow mm-hmm. i really enjoy if you haven't gotten this from remake and i uh, are big fans of fantasy mm-hmm. again like give me a good map um mm-hmm. and see like i have a map hanging right. in my office um give me a good map any day like when did that happen like when did you decide like i don't want realistic fiction yeah. i would prefer to read fantasy I think it's like eighth grade freshman year. Like I honestly don't think it was like like middle school. Like I wasn't in fifth grade. It was somewhere where like I'd see a cover and I'd be like, what is what's in there? Like I want to find something that's aside from like the drudgery of everyday yeah. life and like right. you know, I want 
that cover's so pretty. Like, I want to find out what's going on in there. And then you open it and there's a map. And you're like, oh, there's a whole world, <laughs> there's a whole world that I get to delve into. So I think it's like you're a little bit older and you can like totally separate fantasy in the real world. And you want that yeah, separation. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be like mature enough to understand none of this is real, but that's what I'm reading it for. Because yep. it's, you know, it's a little bit of magic that you get to, to right. read. Uh, and then to bring in it. It's interesting to see the students who, because I've asked other people and uh, Diana talked about this on the first season. Uh, she's not a fantasy. Mm -hmm. She started because we have been pushing mm -hmm. her and she's given us a chance, but she just said like for her, she doesn't, she doesn't understand it. She can't see it. Like mm -hmm. she doesn't have a toolbox to be like, what is Harry Potter? Yeah. And, like, I don't understand wizardry. wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't get that. Uh, but like real life people yeah. have, you know, that toolbox to be like, yes, I understand mm -hmm. whatever it is that these characters are going through um, or I know somebody who is. And so it's interesting. I just, I love that middle school level of where students are starting to choose mm -hmm. what they, what they want to read mm -hmm. on their leisure time. And that's different from what you guys are reading in class. Mm -hmm. How has your classroom reads shaped at all your your leisure reads? Um, I think I've like separated, like made a conscious decision to separate what we read in class from what we read outside of class. Because like even still today, we only read um, like the Hemingways and the Fitzgeralds, um, which is fine. You learn from that too. But I feel like if you sort of let what you read in class dictate what you choose to read, you'll, you'll stop liking reading. Because you read in class and you like break down these books so much that some of the like magic is lost you know right. so I've like separated when I read um Hemingway and all those things but like in my free time I read like fantasy and I, right. I keep them at what reading is not to say that there's not um anything super useful in right. my infant sterile right. but I feel like I've made a conscious decision to separate classroom reading and leisure reading and leisure reading yeah. it's interesting too I I don't think I've ever come across somebody who's read like the great Gatsby just mm -hmm. for fun no without without a, an educational yeah. yes um if there is somebody who's picked that up and read it for fun, I would love to hear feedback <laughs> on that. Um, I mean, I liked it when I read in high school, but, yeah. but I read it in a classroom. It changes the nature of the book yeah. when it's a classroom book. Because exactly. now The Great Gatsby is a classroom book. It's a book yep. that you write essays about. Right. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but I would love to see the one thing that um, I love to, <laughs> I love to talk to students about is, um, and even teachers who are teaching contemporary mm -hmm. classes in high schools where they are picking things that have been published in the last five or six yeah. years, um, how that is changing students' views. Mm -hmm. um, because I do have a lot of classes here at the high school and at the middle school who are choosing to read. Uh, years ago, it was like they were reading The Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. um, I have several teachers. We've talked about this on, on uh, the last podcast. Um, uh, Jason Reynolds' books, Long mm -hmm. Way Down, um, All American Boys, Angie Thomas's The Hate You Give was a big one in the classroom, mm -hmm. and how that changes the nature of that read yeah. um, for students versus in class breaking it down mm -hmm. um, and then bringing in other pieces, and then somebody who just picks it up to read it uh, for leisure. Now, what what are you reading now? Like now, as you're going off to college, mm -hmm. what does the end of 2019 and student choice look like to you? Right. So I read a lot of, I think all the books I read now have like either adults or people that are like above 18 and above. So okay. it's a lot of like fantasy. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'll read like adult, just adult books, sometimes not fantasy, but they're just like adults and they're living their life and they're like young, they're like 20 mm -hmm. and they're 22 and they're just living lives and falling in love. And New adults. Like, yeah, New that's adults. what it is. It's like that genre. Um, 
so yeah, a lot of fantasy though. I do. I'm a fantasy reader. Do you do you find it hard to find books? Uh, we were talking specifically on Friday. We had another student in here mm-hmm. with us who was talking about transitioning up. She also reads fantasy. We were specifically talking about Sarah J. Moss's books, the Court of Throne and Roses series, because both of you guys just finished it within mm-hmm. the last month. You with a little bit more. Uh, I had a talk a little bit more about it to mm-hmm. you before you picked it up. Um, but you guys had finished it and we had talked about that new adult genre that's out there. It It's not super identified yet, mm-hmm. but there is a group of books out there that is like subcategorized as new adult, which is your students who have left high school, mm-hmm. left the age of 18 and is dealing with more adult concepts. Uh, but sometimes publishers can't put yeah. them in there because it's, I've read articles where they don't sell well if it's done as an an adult Mm -hmm. book. So it will sell because it's right in that. Why? Yeah. Yeah. That gray area. So when you, you push them as YA, except for that, that specific series though, Mm -hmm. because of the content in inside of it. Mm -hmm. um, We, I always have to preface the students Mm -hmm. with um, a little bit more caution Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to reading that particular series. But uh, we talked about transitioning up and she had asked like, is there, like she was Mm -hmm. scared. (laughs) Is there fantasy? Yes, there are. There's a whole topic of them. Um, But I feel like it's a lot more research in depth. Um, You end up going to something, you don't want to go something too extreme as like Game of Thrones Mm -hmm. because not everybody can handle that. (laughs) It's not the same. No, It has a map, I'm sure. (laughs) But it's not the same. But we need to find a way to transition our high schoolers yeah. into adult literature, um, especially when you guys are done and I think um, gracefully. That new adult like category is a perfect way to do that, mm-hmm. to transition into reading about like adult, adult you know what I mean? Yeah. Like adults and right. being one, being exactly. an adult. <laughs> I don't know. What yeah. That yeah. I'll so, let you know when that happens. Uh, <laughs> so that like category in those sections and like those fantasy but and I like it I like that it's fantasy because it is new adults so they are adults yeah. dealing with adult things but there's also the fantasy aspect there so it's yeah. not as scary you know right. so it's like okay like they're Safe learning how genre. to navigate you know friendship and relationships but there's also like a war and they have wings so right. it's like I can, <laughs> I can there's always wings. Wings a little bit good. of the pressure is a little bit off you know right. so it's like I think it's a good like coming of age moment is when you start reading new adult and because you are you're a new right. adult now. exactly and i think that there's a place for everybody as our students move and change out of high school um and they do start choosing their own mm-hmm. like li- literacy path um and their literature for when they leave because they don't have your teachers anymore guiding that mm-hmm. i mean unless you go into a major in college yeah. that you know you're reading books for class and i will tell you that in college i because my major was science um we didn't Mm-hmm. There was no reading. reading. Yeah. Uh, and then even now in grad school, it's more of like suggested reading. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going out there and finding books on my own about those topics. Uh, but we have to start preparing them to be able to choose on their own. Mm-hmm. And for some of, for myself as a district librarian, like I'm scared that I haven't done a job, a job well done preparing my kids to choose on their own. Um, that they their reading habits aren't as in-depth as mm-hmm. some of them are that, you know, they don't know what to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what scares me about what I do. So I'm just. I think it's like as long as the resource is there, as long as you can ask someone and you have like a rough idea of what might interest you. Right. And I think a lot of reading is just trying it Absolutely. and finding out. Absolutely. You know? you know, and like you just said before, in the classroom, now you know the things you don't want to read. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this was fine. Yeah. I didn't mind doing it. Would this, never do it on purpose. But I would never Thank choose you. this. <laughs> now, now, for me, when I was in high school, I read Fahrenheit 451. Right. 
Uh, and I love that topic of censorship so much mm-hmm. and the fact of burning books and things that it led me to read. We also read A Brave New World my senior year, which mm-hmm. is in that same censorship, Big Brother. Mm-hmm. It led me to read George Orwell's 1984 mm-hmm. on my own. Really? Uh, yes. And I did. Have you done 1984? Mm-hmm. That's were, a good one. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very, it's very prevalent now, but anyway, <laughs> um, it's possibly equally as scary now. Yeah. Um, but I read that on my own because I liked that topic. Now I also read like um, uh, in the time of the butterflies Mm -hmm. and I also did cold sassy tree and like my Antonia. Mm -hmm. Um, It just led me to uh, believe that I didn't like any books that happened in the prairie land in the early 20th century, not interested in any of that stuff at all. Uh, So even now I, one of, uh, one of Marissa, who was on episode mm-hmm. two, she, uh, in her interview prefaces, the fact that she loved, um, like my Antony and yeah. stuff, Willa Cather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her I was favorite. like, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> but that's a difference. And I just, I didn't like that time period. So we didn't like, yeah. that. and even now in my adult choices, I read adult, uh, romance novels mm-hmm. on my spare time. Cause I have a ton of spare time mm-hmm. and, um, I will not read any, yeah. um, like, cowboys mm-hmm. i just yeah. i can't me neither uh, so it's funny how those experiences shape exactly what we yeah. end up choosing in our adult life so. so so much of reading is just trial and error it's right. like reading a historical romance or whatever and being like what is this and then never right. doing it again no exactly yeah. but then there are some historical books that you end up reading when you're younger mm-hmm. and you find yourself like i enjoy reading our fantasy books that mm-hmm. we read but i also enjoy reading historical um books that take us back to like the knights yeah and then even like celtic lore mm-hmm. um because it's still that fantasy like it, you know it takes place in like scotland and england mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it's still a world that doesn't Exa- yeah it's surrounded by lore and myth and so it's just it's fascinating to me mm-hmm. i end up liking learning those things so okay so we've talked about our school choice and classrooms and how mm-hmm. that shapes and we talked about it in the last podcast and then marissa and i talked about it in the podcast before so let's <laughs> move on from there so as a student what have you been reading this year? Let's let's wrap up 2019. Like right. what what's been going on? I was gonna pull actually I probably still could. Um our biggest reads for this year, but what what have you been reading? So I read fantasy almost strictly unless I'm reading like YA, like Casey West. Right. If I need like a what do you call it? Like popcorn is like just a uh, potato chip. Yeah, a potato well, chip. I got read. that from one of our teachers yeah. who coined that from like one of their former professors. Yeah. Um, so we talk about potato chip books in the sense that we can eat and consume mm-hmm. so many, but they bring no, no value. No value at all. <laughs> so if I'm not reading fantasy, I'll read like Casey West or whatever, just where there's like waffles on the cover and they're happy and they have picnics. I love that book. <laughs> exactly. By the way, um, tell me three things. Is that yeah? That's the, one it with is. the waffles on mm-hmm. the cover. I really um, love that book. <laughs> it's like a guilty pleasure. It is. It is. But I read a lot of fantasy. So I read like all of the fantasy that came out. I read Treasure of Blood and Bone. I finally did Sarah J. Maas. Um, I did just everything that has like fire on the cover and they're like going to war and the maps. Just all and of those. Right. Yeah. All the maps. So I think um I really, really liked the Court of Throne and Roses series. That was like my standout book series. Of this year. The, yeah, which is crazy because yeah. I read it in December. But and it really not only that, but we it's an established series. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people that are starting this, like I'm either gonna have a lot of people that are like, Yes. Mm-hmm. We finally did it. Mm-hmm. I'm always really excited when I can get like my juniors and seniors to like finally do it. Mm-hmm. Um and again, it's it's usually a special group of of students. It's 
it's a really great series, but I always mm-hmm. kind of have to see if they're ready for yeah. it. Anybody could read it. It's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. I love it. But I know that once I get my established fantasy readers yeah. to be like, here's your, ne- here's your next yeah. one. Um, so your next big one is Throne of Glass. You haven't yeah. done that one yet, uh-uh, right? I haven't started. Um, but that is like an epic adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always tell people, because they're vastly different, those two series with Sarah J. Maas is, uh, they're, they're vastly different where Throne of Glass, I always compare to like a Lord of the Rings-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are like, oh, really? Yeah. Tolkien? And I'm like, I don't know. Anytime you have people doing an adventure and then they split up yeah. and it's eight books later. Um, eight books. <laughs> and I think there's actually seven of them. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I said, that's, that's an epic adventure. Mm-hmm. Like you are invested in every one of those characters. She's just phenomenal. So, um, we love her so very much, uh, down here. So lots of <laughs> praise. And we're really excited for her new one. Yeah. Now. now that one's an adult fantasy. Just, is it just like just adult? Well, it's categorized. Yeah. So the publishers put it into adult. I'm not really sure. It's just like, um, Lee Bordeaux's no one, mm-hmm. uh, that's out that came out is, is she does the Grisha series mm-hmm. and the, Six of Crows. Yes. Six of Crows. Um, she does that one. Now she has a brand new one out and it's, and it's adult. supposed to be an adult fantasy as well. So mm-hmm. that is, we just talked about that. It's bridging that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's really nice to see our beloved YA authors yeah. that are now writing for adult because it can take their readers with yes. them. Uh, so that's really kind of cool. Yeah, it's like a um, perfect journey. What else have you been reading? I'm trying to think of the, the thing you did. The speaker. Oh yes, the it's like the reader, the speaker, and I don't, I never remember what the last one was called, um, but that was really interesting. Again, it's fantasy, and it was about it was like there's a all the books were gone in the world, and there was like one, and this book like had all these powers, and you could write on this page, and everything would would change. But it was really interesting, um, and I love fantasy because it's always a trilogy. There's always three. There's always something. There's always three. Um, so you always get like a really like full sort of rounded story. I did Onyx and Ivory, which was actually two. Yeah. Um, but I liked those too because it was short and sweet, but it was right. all that you get from right. fantasy. Yeah, it's over there. Um, the Sorcerer of Thrones. Yes, that was Room. you read that one. Really right? good too. Um, and that was about witches, which is I feel Ooh. like that's the difference from fantasy. Like witches and like fae and fairy and like they're all different right it's a totally different nope. thing yep. that's still kind of fantasy like witches yes. and demons yeah uh, yes i don't know we should probably look that like up. witches and werewolves that might just be like i, I don't know uh like paranormal yeah something that like that yeah there now i read um the raven series mm-hmm. the raven raven's boy the Raven's Boys. Boys. There we go. Um, now, she has a new one out as well, um, the author who wrote those. And I did not get through. This is an unlike thing. I did not get through The mm-hmm. Raven's Boys because it went more paranormal than mm-hmm. I prefer. So that's one of those things when we talk about student choice um, or just choice in mm-hmm. books, knowing and understanding like where I read the first one. Did I get through the first one? I, I think don't. so. But it, it, <laughs> it turned... There was like a ghost entity yeah. and it, uh, I just, I couldn't, so I had to go read the rest of them. So at least I knew what it was, but that was my threat. It's just like, I didn't like, um, the peculiar children right. series as you well. Don't like ghosts. I don't like the ghosts and the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then only witches, I can only do so much. Yeah. And, um, I don't like shapeshifters. No. And that crosses crosses over into like my adult choices as well. They'd be like, shapeshifters, I can't. Mm -mm. You were a human, now you're a werewolf. I I just can't. It's weird. What are you wearing? Like, what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, those are my things. So, I have been reading this year. We were just having this conversation about like the fantasy dystopians Mm -hmm. I've been reading this year. So, I did Wicked Saints. 
Um, and we will, I'll tag all these mm-hmm. in the description as well with the authors and then where you can find them. So if you're listening and you're like, I was the author of that mm-hmm. one, I will, uh, I will list that all beyond the end of the uh, podcast. So you guys can take a look, but I did Wicked Saints. Um, I really liked that one this year. It was probably one of my standout books. Yeah, you loved it. Uh, I did love it. And you, I did not, you <laughs> did not. Did you, fi- did you end up finishing it? Um, no, I read like maybe half, maybe half. And I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think it might've been like the Russian, the Slavic. Yes. It yes. was like hard to like get. Lots. And I was like, I don't know how to say these names and there's no pronunciation guide. And I just can't like, I can't imagine them in my yep. head. I can't imagine these characters, but you really, really liked it. I did like it. I, um, so uh, Marissa and I were actually talking about this this morning before we recorded this. Uh, we were talking about the lore mm-hmm. and the, uh, what did she say? The established mythology mm-hmm. that are, that are in those books and, um, Wicked Saints, and then I'm reading a new one. It's called Beyond the Shadowed Earth uh, by Joanna uh, Ruth. Uh, that's out January 14th of 2020. I got an arc from Net Gallery on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a companion book to her first book that she, which I didn't know, uh, which has <laughs> been like my my issue with my arcs lately is I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's a sequel. Oh, it's a sequel. <laughs> I didn't read the first one. No. What's happening? Uh, which happened when I started doing uh, the Gilded Wolves. I have yeah. the, I have the arc for the second one, uh, and I didn't understand the story. I actually thought it was just her second book, and yeah. then I realized it was the we'll second one. To, so not, I'm rereading <laughs> Gilded Wolves. Anyway, it's fine. But this established mythology, mm-hmm. like this lore that is coming with these really old fantasies that are pulling from otherworldly gods. Mm-hmm. Um, like in Wicked Saints, she has a necklace, and each bead is representative of a different god. Um that her religion, her former, her current religion. So she, she, um, she worships mm-hmm. except the people around her and the kingdom yeah. no longer worship. And so because she worships, like she can actually like speak yeah, to them and they like help special. her. And that was the same thing in this new one, um, beyond the shadowed earth is that there is an established religion that she's trying to be back. So she mm-hmm. has made, um, she has made a deal basically with the gods to rebuild their temple, to bring back religion. And so um, she, in the first couple of chapters has not uh, done her side of the market. Mm-hmm. So now they're like marking people for death. <gasps> yeah. It's n- nothing good can come of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's interesting because I keep the books that I've been currently attracted to for this current school year all have the same underlining yeah. tone of this mythology. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's been really fascinating, but those are the ones that I have been reading and sometimes they're a little bit harder to get into. Yeah. It takes longer. It does because you are, not only do you have a map, yeah, yeah. um, that you're looking through is the story because there is, I feel like there's so much more. Yeah. Cause didn't she, in Wicked Saint, she had like chapters of the actual story and then she'd go into like the mythology, yeah. like their stories about mm-hmm. the gods themselves. Yep. I think it's sort of a bigger commitment because you have to understand yes. everything. Yep. The story, what the present at like the present and yep. the mythology and all that. And then the second one, I actually have the second one, which is Ruthless Saints. Did um, you read it? I I'm in the middle of it. So <laughs> I also got that one from that gallery. Uh and so I have an arc of that one. And I'm reading it because Wicked Saints, uh, I agree with you. The beginning was setting up a mm-hmm. lot. And so that was kind of hard to get through. It wasn't hard. It was interesting, but I can see where people would fall away from it. Uh, But the ending was everything that it should have been and nothing like it did. Mm -hmm. Like it was just, it it went like you knew where it was going. And then the ending happened and I was like, no. (laughs) Um, So it brought me straight into the second one, which I was really excited to read. So I'm halfway through that one as well. 
Okay, so 2019 being year fantasy for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like every year is fantasy yeah, for it us. Is. I mean, okay, so outside of fantasy, what have you tried this year? I did like YA mystery. So I did like, or like suspense sort of. Ooh, yeah. So I did like truly Thriller. devious. Yeah, I did truly devious one and two. And she's releasing a third one, which I'm really excited about. Cause those on are your birthday. I think it's like the day before or on day. my birthday. Yeah. yeah. Super close. Cause those were really, really good. And then I did like the Holmes and Watson, but like remake where oh, Holmes. Lots was, of yeah. Those came yeah. Out this year. She was like a girl, like Charlotte Holmes, where she was like 16. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Watson was his name, Jamie still, but he was, you know, they were like, right. he was her companion and she was Sherlock. Um, and it was really, really interesting because like reading mystery and like suspense from like a teenager's point of view mm-hmm. was really, really like cool. Did they solve murders? Yeah. Oh, of course. They yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it says Holmes and adults. Watson. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere. <apparently>. The <laughs> police are just useless and just the whole, it's, there's no, yeah. Did you ever do the Stalking Jack the Ripper series? Was it by the same girl that wrote Julie Devious? I, I feel like it is. Ooh, I don't know that. I There's five of them out right now. I really want to do that one. Mm. I'm not a big fan. I shouldn't say You this. don't like mystery. I do. I do like mystery. Like I, in high school, I read like Agatha Christie. Right, and right. then there were none. I loved that. And then I really wanted to do the murder on the Orient and mm-hmm. then watch the movie because because the cast is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to be in the mindset for mystery. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't found one that I'm dying to read. Like just out of principle, everybody in this high school uh, loved Truly Devious. Just loved it. And I won't pick it up on principle because it's trendy. Because it's trendy. I just <laughs> but it's so don't good. Like trendy books. Uh, it's the, one of the same reasons why I haven't fully committed to reading The Hate You Give, which was like a breakout book. Did of you the year. not I read? I didn't. Oh. I should not admit that. On the la- <laughs> I, if you guys go back to season one, I actually talk about. All of season one about how I hadn't read this book. Yeah. And many of the books that Diana yeah. told me to read. Um, but it's one of those things is when it's so popular, um, I'm just reading it. To, I don't know. To pe- appease everyone. Yes. But it's popular for a reason. It is. A, it is popular for a reason. But I feel like also when there's it's a lot of like. Kindle. Okay. When there's a lot of hype around a book, it's like harder because there's so much ex- expectation now. And now you want to like it. Mm-hmm. And everything that happens that you don't like, you're like, well, everyone was just lying. So it's like, it's different because right. now you're not reading it just right. for you. So right. I, to some degree. I, My I other thing that I I have just inherent issues with is the the book to movie. Mm-hmm. How quickly those things are happening. Are happening. Yeah. Um, and so we see those a lot with our beloved books. Yeah. Um, like actually we were just talking about Sarah J Maas her it's becoming a th- it's some- becoming a thing yeah I don't even know where a thing because I say movies and yet I, I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you where they're being released and it's a movie or a show and either way it's, um, they're adapting the it. Grisha series is also being adapted over yeah. into them and they're making Children of Blood and Bone a movie I it's just, I don't know. Do I have a problem with it? It's fine. I mean. But I feel like they're not, like, the Hate You Give movie was so not good compared not good. to the book. And I just feel like when it happens so quickly and the book comes out, they're like, oh, everyone likes it. Let's write a screenplay. And then it's like, well, I know you, but this took, like, two weeks. Over. Yeah, it's just not. <laughs> well, this didn't take. Well. <laughs> that might not be true. I mean, yeah. maybe it took a long time and there was a lot of people on it and it did gross a lot of money. But the thing about that is both movie and book is it started having a real lot of really great conversations yeah. about the topics that mm-hmm. that book brought about. And not only that, but we're seeing a lot of the hate you give mm-hmm. being taught in classes because those topics are so important. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's, it has a place. I just, yeah. I want to have time to process and mm-hmm. live in that world. And so when we are creating books in series on <laughs> series that are not completed, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, we just, we don't have a whole picture. Yeah. So uh, I just kind of. Exactly. Because if Children of Blood and Bone is becoming a movie and she just released a second one and she's writing a third one. So did when, you read the second one yet? I didn't. Okay. Because the people, the reviews weren't very, very good. Okay. And I don't want to like taint my image of the first book because right. I loved it so much. Right. But it's like, what are you going to make a movie about if you don't even know how the story ends? Right. You know? Exactly. It's, it's hard. Um. But yeah, but we see those things. But we, so you did mystery this year. Mm-hmm. We got off topic. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Let's talk about movies. Um, what did, did I do anything outside my comfort zone? Um, oh, I know what I did. I did some middle school books because I read, I love middle school books. I do mm-hmm. not read them enough for leisure reading. I'm usually reading them for work, yeah. but I were, I was able to find, um, and I talked about this as one of my books that maybe he's just into you. Maybe he just likes you. It's hanging on my door. Um, by D. Barbara D. I will put that at the bottom of the information <laughs> on that because I'm not sure that's true. Um, but that one is about consent. In middle school. Yes. Wow. And so, oh, good. You weren't here for that. Mm-hmm. Comment. Clearly listen to the podcast. It's okay. I forgive <laughs> you. Um, it, it's about this girl. And I'll explain it again because I think it's really important. And now it's released. I think when I talked about it, it, it hadn't arc. released yet because um, I read it as an arc over the summer. Mm-hmm. Is that it's out yet. It's about this girl who um, – the Twitter version is uh, <laughs> boys start coming around and like standing too close. Mm-hmm. They like touch her sweater. Um, and she inherently feels that she's uncomfortable. Right. And, but she doesn't know how to say anything mm-hmm. because they haven't crossed the line yet. Mm-hmm. Because we, uh, when we talk about consent, it's usually surrounded yeah, yeah. Um, by or older. Yeah. But when you're talking about at the middle school level, like unless you cross this huge mm-hmm. societal no, no, mm-hmm. um, just having someone stand next to you isn't actually warrant for right. discipline or you anything can't, like that. You right. Know, vocal vocalize right. it. Right. Or and when you do vocalize, like, please stop, yeah. don't. You're standing too <laughs> close. And it's not something that even as an adult that you're just like, okay, don't stand close yeah. to that person. Um, and so it, the story keeps continuing on and then w- you actually realize that there is a much bigger problem going on. And they actually have a restorative justice circle, which is one mm. thing that we've been talking about here at the high school um, about being able to talk through these problems. Yeah. And so if you're looking for a book, that's really great for middle school that talks mm-hmm. about very early uh, consent and things like that and how to express yourself. That one was really, really good. It's good to talk um, about that. So young, I think it's important. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was another one that I had read. Uh, what was on my list? Uh, oh, the other one that we talked about, we were talking about fantasy dystopians. The other mm-hmm. one I read this year was Ace of Shade. Mm-hmm. Did you do that one? The one with the cards on the front? Yes. Mm. And it was that fantasy dystopian where you understand that inside of this fiction book that there is chaos Mm -hmm. ensuing. Like we were talking about the Hunger Games or Divergent that happened in like a postmodern, you know, America type thing and the world has imploded and that's fine. (laughs) But like these are worlds that do not exist to us that have also imploded in their own way. And Ace of Shades was like a mix of like a New Orleans type gambling city that had like a uh, magic s going mm-hmm. on and then also bridges the gaps between um lgbtq mm-hmm. and uh which we saw a spike of this year as well oh, yeah. um and so that was a really great one and the second one is um there's a there's a second one to that series as well that i have not read that but i had another student read it and really enjoy that mm-hmm. um so that was something mm-hmm. i just like i was like hearing about those books that are the Americans were where they just like explode and the the contemporary <laughs> was like oh things just went horrible on earth and now we're living this weird life but also realizing that authors are writing about other worlds yeah. that are also going yeah, through yeah. those parallels mm-hmm. between what's happening and, and sometimes that's comforting to read because you can like 
it's not again because it's not your world but mm-hmm. you can look at like issues that are happening and like relate to it but some of the like this terrifyingness of this could happen in real life is a little bit yeah. removed because right. it's fantasy and now we're seeing that crossover yeah. into tv have you watched carnival row on amazon no but i like saw the so everything Faye, yeah um and it's orlando bloom yeah so you can go wrong there. Um, but it's that same thing. It's that crossover yeah. where um, it's Faye and human and they're dealing with the same thing with yeah. um, uh, like racism yeah. and, and things and this world and this war and accepting yeah, of a people so and, and the classes. And it's just, it's interesting how that's leaking over. Yeah. Um, but it's the first really like big Faye yeah. uh, with the whole wings and everything. It's really, really well done. Okay. 2019 comes to an end. Mm-hmm. And our long conversation about all the books that we've chosen <laughs> and your path to choosing now mm-hmm. that you're going off to college. So before we head out for the day, because our day and our morning is cutting short here, what are you currently reading? Um, so I checked out War Girls, which is a oh. Afro, like Afro future dystopian book. And there was actually a rise of those like being written. Like Children yes. of Guadalupe is one of those. It's a um, whole other episode. Yeah, it's a whole, it's really, really interesting. Sort of like Black Panther, where it's like an Afro futuristic technology war type yes. thing. So War Girls is about that and it's based off of an actual real war that happened in Nigeria. Um, oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he took the war and he made it so they have like robot arms and it's just really interesting because it's like sci-fi a little right. but also like sort of historically like historical fiction. So I feel like that should be promising. Yeah. I'm excited. And then um, that just came this yeah. month, right? I think so. That was in our Junior Library Guild uh, book Bo- for this yeah. month. But box. For whichever mm-hmm. month came. It just got here. <laughs> just it's on the shelf. So it's been checked out. But I want to read that one too. Yeah. Um, I just like the premise behind it yeah. as well. Um, so I'm reading. I had mentioned this. I actually have. I mentioned this early. So I am reading Beyond the um, Shattered Earth. Uh, but it's it releases January 14th of 2020. So I'm, I'm going to try to finish that one. And then I'm going to try to do her first one. The companion right. to that one as well. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's this it's this book where this girl, she wants to be an empress very bad and has made some side deals mm-hmm. with gods. And she is falling short on her promises to the gods to kind of bring religion back to her empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, she's also in the process being married off because, right. because that's what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're trying to join these uh, countries together. And so I'm interested to kind of see if she goes yeah. through. Whenever you throw in the mythological lore and the other gods in there, I yeah. feel like stories can get twisted. So, yeah, like go any um, all sorts I, of ways. It's, yeah, and you would, well... Hopefully it ends up, you know, for the best. But mm-hmm. um, I'm interested because it is a new author. And so I'm excited to bring that to my students because mm-hmm. I feel like it's another entity of um, Kind of a genre, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a sub-genre. Sub- yeah, of fantasy, again, which we will talk about in a whole mm-hmm. other podcast in great depth because mm-hmm. there's a lot of us who have those interesting features of it. Otherwise, we're looking forward to getting new books for the holiday season. Yes. Um, and I, I did ask for some nonfiction, which is did I read any nonfiction? Probably. I don't think I did at all. I, I don't think I've ooh, ever read nonfiction. I feel for like this. we need to work on yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Um, I was doing way better in 2018. I made it one of my goals for 2018 yeah. and 2019. But um, I need to continue to work out. No, I did because of my master's program. Right. I but it doesn't count. Does it? It doesn't count. <laughs> I did a lot of um, like business nonfiction. Yeah. Uh, like Netflix has a new book out. Uh, Disney World has a new book out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought a book on Tesla. We have some. Yeah, we, have we some. do. We bought a book on Tesla that came out for 2019. And then there was another one on Uber. 
mm -hmm. uh, the rise of Uber. Mm -hmm. um, those of you who are listening should probably guess on what my master's is, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, otherwise, with that, we're going to sign off. We talked yeah. about our favorite books of 2019, mm -hmm. uh, finished off our topic of student choice, and we're going to come back for the new year and hit – we're going to go back to talking about genres and books. Probably. So we will – be subcategorizing our genres and yeah. talking about those books and recommending books. So if you guys want to find us um, online, you can always tweet at the D three, two, three library podcast. Um, you're going to find our um, Twitter feed for that. You guys can hashtag us as well. Um, and then all the information for all the books will be underneath the podcast. Um, we're trying to work out some details on the, mm -hmm. on the admin side of it to try to get more information out. Cause we've had those requests of where to find these books and mm -hmm. easy access links and things like that. So super fun stuff to Thanks. come. Having me. Oh, thanks for being here. I'm really excited to have different voices and then also yeah. a student voice because I think that's really important yeah. when we talk about this. So everybody have a great end of 2019 mm -hmm. and we'll see you for 2020.